VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, it is an outrage. An outrage that over eight months ago, beginning in May of 2022, pro-life organizations, pregnancy care centers, and churches were targeted with firebombs, arson, extreme vandalism, death threats, and more when the Dobbs decision was first leaked from the U.S. Supreme Court. And folks, even after the Dobbs decision was uh, unveiled, those have continued on. Many of these were signed by Jane's Revenge. Well, over eight months have passed since these began, and not one, not one individual has been brought to justice. Our guest today is a victim of this violent extremism at his own center that was attacked last June the 7th, even with video footage and still no help from either the local police or the FBI who came to investigate. It is such that the center is now launching their own private investigation to find the arsonist who firebombed this facility. Joining us today, we welcome back Pastor Jim Harden, the president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. Jim pioneered the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement, uh, helping hundreds of centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion. He has written extensively on medical ethics, executive leadership, and pro-life strategy. And uh, Pastor Jim Harden, nice to have you back with us here on Crosstalk. It's an honor to be with you, as as always. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jim, you were on the air with us this uh, past summer after your facility was firebombed. And for those who missed that episode, just give us, if you would, a brief overview of, of what transpired. Sure. Well, <clears throat> as, as you just described, uh, there, there was a an illegal leak, unprecedented illegal leak of a full Supreme Court draft opinion overturning Roe versus Wade on on May 2nd, which sparked a crime wave, pro-abortion crime wave targeting pro-life people and organizations all across the country. Um, May 8th, I believe it was, the first firebombing occurred in Madison, Wisconsin, of a pro-life organization there. And Jane's Revenge, the pro-abortion terrorist group, took responsibility in a communique giving a 30-day ultimatum at that point from pregnancy centers to shut down, or more of the same would happen. 30 days uh, went past, and on uh, on 30 days to the day, our facility, our medical office in Buffalo, was, was brutally attacked with multiple Molotov cocktails, multiple perpetrators. We caught it all on video. Catastrophic damage, half a million dollars. Two firefighters were injured putting out the blaze. And... Um, and uh, we had to relocate services, uh, you know, oh, well, by the way, all of our medical services and comprehensive community support to women facing unplanned pregnancy are free. And they were relocated by the generosity of the church in Buffalo um, the very next day. So we continue to serve patients despite the fact that James Revenge had shut down or else. They took responsibility, by the way, for that firebombing. They even have our picture on their anarchist website saying, hey, if you don't shut down now, it's, it's got, next time it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti, which is a murder threat, a murder threat. Uh, so nobody's been arrested. They, 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 they haven't made any, any headway. We've been pushing hard on the, on the FBI saying they're intentionally slow walking this. They've been politicized. Uh, the Biden administration is turning the other way, turn, turning a blind eye to this, uh, giving James Revenge a pass. And now the House Judiciary Committee is investigating the FBI for their failure, their, for their failure to investigate crimes against pro-life people and organizations. And uh, we've had, to, as, you, as you just described, had to hire our own private investigators. And now we're even in a lawsuit with the Amherst Police Department, a first-ring suburb of Buffalo, to get our video surveillance back because they refused to give it back to us. This is seven months now, and our window to, to file a, a civil suit against the perpetrators is closing. They are, they are walking. They are basically running out the clock on this so that we can't, even if we could find somebody, we, we couldn't prosecute them. Uh, this, again, folks, it just adds to my outrage over this. I mean, um, you had both local law enforcement, so Amherst Police Department and federal law enforcement get engaged with, uh, well, a so-called investigation? That's correct. Local law enforcement was supposed to take the lead. Federal law enforcement, specifically with the FBI and ATF, uh, were supposed to add resources. Uh, the federal FBI 
uh, from what I, from my conversations with local law enforcement, uh, drug their feet and did not even look at the video surveillance for five whole weeks after the attack. Five weeks, but it was five months before the FBI even released footage of your video surveillance. <laughs> and that was, and yes, and that was only under extreme pressure from the media and from uh, senators and congressmen demanding to know why they had failed to act. And then they actually feigned interest uh, and offered a $25,000 reward, which they have no intention of paying. If they were really interested in quelling this violence, they'd be, they'd be putting out a reward for information leading to the arrest of, of all these attacks, 78 attacks on just pro-life pregnancy centers. Where, where's, where's the manhunt? Why aren't they calling this what it is, domestic terrorism? Where, where, you know, I, it, it is an outrage, Jim. You know, it, what's amazing to me in all of this, too, is uh, let's just go back to January 6th, you know, just a couple of years ago. And we've got all of this, you know, uh, f- face surveillance, you know, v- video that we're, we're doing face recognition. And so we've got all these people that that are arrested and and you've got those who have been serving uh, in, uh, well, in J6 jail, basically. It has been very Horrible conditions there. No problem in, in, in capturing people from all over the country. But when you've got video footage of what's taking place here, and it's not just at, at, at Compass Care Pregnancy Services. We're talking, you mentioned uh, Wisconsin Family Action in Madison, Wisconsin. You're talking about pregnancy care services all across this nation. I, I don't know what the number is amounted to at this time, but, but, it, but it's such that not a single perpetrator has been, has, has been brought to justice. Yes. And that what that means is it means that federal law enforcement has made a decision not to make arrests. And if you look at the way in which all the attacks have been handled, they have been coordinated. And by coordinated, I mean there are multiple layers of, of attacks on peaceful pro-life people since May uh, and, and the, the leak of the Dobbs case. Uh, there's been a coordinated effort to censor pro-life pregnancy centers on search engines so that women can't find us, uh, like on Google and Yelp. Um, there's been a coordinated effort on the part of pro-abortion uh, political bad actors like Elizabeth Warren uh, claiming that pregnancy centers are terrorizing women and that we all across the country, we all need to be shut down. You've got Senator Hirano out of Hawaii you know, saying, calling for a literal call to arms to pro-abortion people against pro-life people. You've got Hillary Clinton just several weeks ago likening pro-life people to uh, Middle Eastern terrorists and the Al-Qaeda. I mean, we're, we're, the, we're the peaceful ones. We're the ones that believe that all people are made in the image of God and therefore equally valuable, deserving of blessing and protection. We're the, the, all the violence is coming from the left, yes. and yet they're painting pro-life people as if they were violent gang leaders or terrorists. They're, they're, this is called political transference. This is where you know, it's, it's like, you know, psychological transference is this idea where, you know, somebody has a problem, but they don't see it in themselves. They see it in everybody else. Well, that's exactly what's going on right now, except I, I, they're, they're, they're doing this on purpose. They're painting, uh, mischaracterizing, intentionally mischaracterizing pro-life people as, as violent. Even the FBI is doing it. The FBI is, that's, that's one of the reasons I know the FBI has been politicized, because they're saying that, oh, 70 percent of all, the, all, the, all their investigations of, of violence uh, in the abortion arena are have been are against uh, you know pro life people. Well, that means thirty percent are being perpetrated by by pro life people. No, that's not true. They, they have they have engaged twenty eight trumped up charges on face act violations, face act indictments of peaceful pro life people just to make it look like they're they're they're, they're somehow violent. Yeah, these I know. We're talking about the these. Open. We're talking about these uh, these raids on people's homes, and yeah. I mean uh, teams of law enforcement surrounding a home, having out a peaceful pro-lifer and, and handcuffed in front of his children. Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking about. In, in Pennsylvania and Tennessee, um, and they're, they're you know, and they're 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 putting these numbers together. They're conflating uh, these these face act indictments by the FBI against these pro-life people as if they're violent, and conflating them with the numbers. Uh, that, of the violence that's actually occurring, mm-hmm. true face act violations, seventy eight of them have been uh, have been perpetrated against pro life people, bona fide face act violations, freedom of access to uh, clinic and church entrance act, but they're not they're not they're not uh, there's there's no there's no there's no manhunt and they're not actually indicting anybody for that, and it's because they've made a decision. The FBI is a militant organization, and they have leaders. And their leaders have to make a dis- make a determination about how they're going to allocate their, you know, their resources, their investigative resources. And they've been told 
to uh, to slow walk. This one. Let the clock run out on this one. Don't just turn the other way; it'll go away. Well, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of interest right now in the House Judiciary Committee to investigate the uh, the the you know to investigate the FBI. I think all the investigative efforts need to be turned on the FBI, and and starting with the seventh floor of the FBI all the way down to rank and file. These the, the, there is corruption in the ranks, and it needs to be rooted out. And the FBI needs to need, need, you know because it's undermining people's faith in the justice system, Jim. I, well, no matter where people stand on the on the abortion debate, mm-hmm. it's undermining their faith in the justice system. I understand that there was one Planned Parenthood that had some kind of vandalism take place, and they had no trouble finding the perpetrator in short order. Exactly. That was in, um, I think that was in Kalamazoo, Michigan, on July thirty first. Uh, there was somebody who tried to light a fire on, at Planned Parenthood. We don't know who it was. We, I, I mean, they 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 found this guy. Um, they, they amassed a, a joint federal law enforcement task force the same day, analyzed the video surveillance instantaneously, and I and did the forensic analysis on the log that was used to light the fire, and traced the forensic analysis back to this guy and had him arrested within four days. Wow. Wow. And now he's facing now he's facing twenty years in prison, multiple fines. I mean, good, good for them, right? Good, but but where where's that same level of tenacity? Where's that same look? We're, we're talking about the, one of the largest policing agencies on the globe with the best forensic te- technology known to man. It's naive to think that they don't know who's perpetrating these crimes if they're not perpetrating them themselves. Well, as a result of this, Jim, you are now launching your own investigation. Uh, tell us about it. Yes. We've had to launch our own private investigation to identify the perpetrators, primarily because uh, we, there's there's a criminal case that can be brought against the people uh, for arson, but there's also a civil case, right? So so the, the the victims have to bring the civil case. We can't bring a civil case unless we have access to all of our evidence and 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 the perpetrators. But because the law enforcement is intentionally not making arrests and or slow walking this, uh, our window we've got one year one year from the time of the attack to file a, a, a suit against the perpetrators. And that window, we're at seven months right now. And it takes a while to build a case with our attorneys. So we've got to get our, our so we've got uh, uh, an investigative team, private investigative team that is looking into all the attacks on just pregnancy centers nationwide to find common themes and common threads to see if we can identify these perpetrators. And then of course, take the reward that the FBI is offering to offset some of our costs. But uh, we're finding some very interesting things that uh, that are very disconcerting. But what I mean by that is, it looks like James Revenge is indeed part of an, uh, a more uh, coordinated anarchist movement. Uh, and that is, um, in some ways, their their leadership and their communication is mimicking Al Qaeda. Uh, so this is this is not a grassroots kind of effort. This is a a movement that is largely it seems to be driven by uh, intelligentsia. There are you know somewhat. Uh, it's, it's likely, you know, in, in academia somewhere that's driving some of the messaging and recruitment of, of these of these people. And, it's, and it looks like there's there's a high degree of control over the activities of 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 of, uh, of the perpetrators all across this country. And uh, so we'll we'll see. But it looks like we're getting some good results. Friends, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. Pastor Jim Harden is with us today, President and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York, who is standing for life in a pro-death culture. Friends, that's what's all around us. But what a shame that uh, the top law enforcement of our land, part of the pro-death culture, slow walking these issues. Folks, we'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, when the Ice Age happened, was the Earth just covered in snow, like one big snowball? Not at all, Chris, but there is a lot of evidence that the ice sheets which started up in Canada did come down into the U.S., but they didn't cover the entire globe at all. Actually, the Ice Age wasn't a time of bitter cold either. The summers were probably colder, such that the ice and snow which fell during the winter did not melt. But the winters were probably warmer on average than today. Today, if it gets really cold, it doesn't snow much because the cold air can't hold much moisture. The warmer the air, the more the moisture, the more the snow. And that's what's needed for an Ice Age. Just such a combination of factors would have happened right after the flood, essentially caused by the flood. By the way, that's the flood mentioned back in Genesis. For more on the foundational principles set forth in Genesis, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. 
Prince's story is unbelievable, but sadly, it's true. Eight months have passed, more than eight months have passed since the first firebombing took place at uh, Wisconsin Family Action, Madison, Wisconsin. Just a month after that, 30 days after that, Jim Harden's uh, center, he's president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York, was attacked. Uh, as he uh, testified uh, here earlier in the program, shared with us uh, close to uh, right around a half million dollars in damage to the center. And and uh, the FBI took weeks before they even looked at the footage uh, and and months, five months before they released the footage with a, uh, a reward, they say, is it's just, uh, 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 you know, Kind speak, you know, we want to do something here in order to make them look like we're doing something, you know, giving it a reward. But nothing has come forth as of this moment that that we are aware of. And uh, to see the countless other centers and and uh, right now the statute limitations is on its way to be uh, ended coming up this July, months away. But it takes time to put a case together and uh, they are fighting even to get back their own video surveillance the, the, uh, Jim, this is your own private property. This is our own private property. Yes, and it's being withheld from us. What, what, what's what's happening here, Jim, is that we're pro-life people are being robbed of equal justice under the law. You know, there's a there's an old um, there's the the third KKK Act of 1871, basically um, allows uh, people to to file suit against government bad actors and anybody else who participates colludes together to deprive any citizen or any group of citizens of their rights, their, and specifically their equal protection under the law, the 14th Amendment. And that's exactly what's happening here all across this country and to us. You know, the, the, only, the only reason that the, 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 F, the FBI uh, started communicating with us uh, back in, I think it was uh, September, was because uh, we were, you know, Senator Ted Cruz and 39 other legislators and congressmen uh, and senators and congressmen uh, sent an open letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray demanding to know why the FBI has abdicated their oath-bound duty to investigate violence against pro-life organizations and pregnancy centers. And uh, why, in fact, in addition, they have actually turned on pro-life people and have begun attacking them. Um, and then, then they, they called us three hours later after the, after that uh, letter came out and said, we'd like to talk to you. I said, sure. What do you want to talk about? They said, we want to talk to you about, uh, your portrayal of the FBI in the media. I'm not kidding. And, um, uh, your lawsuit against the Amherst police department to retrieve your video surveillance. I said, okay, really, <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and so, so now we're, we, we have a lawsuit against the Amherst police department to get our video surveillance back. In fact, I just had a uh, our second hearing before the Supreme Court of New York um, in Erie County in Buffalo today. Um, and the judge you know, essentially said, okay, I want to hear this again uh, in a couple of weeks, but um, you know, Amherst police, you're, you're, you're basically, I mean, this is in so many words, but we, we need to know uh, what it is in that video that you're keeping, you want to keep from, 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 from compass care so that, you know, that they, they, they need it so that they can prosecute uh, a civil suit. Um, and so, you know, th- this is the, we're a, a page has turned in American history. We're the, the battle for life didn't go away when when Roe versus Wade was overturned. It heated up, as you described, you know, be, you know, before our, our segment began, Jim. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, uh, you know, look, the FBI now has, has has reward money, but I think I think that they're just feigning interest. They just they just that the heat's on right now. Everybody's looking at the FBI. Christopher Christopher Ray's in trouble. Merrick Garland's in trouble, uh, and and there's a statutory constitutional requirement that the FBI be held accountable by the House Judiciary Committee. They have every right to hold them accountable. And now that them, now that they are, the uh, the FBI wants to look like they're interested, so they they post this reward only after uh, they get this this open open letter from uh, Ted Cruz and others. And and so okay, big deal. You get a reward after what, what would be better is if they posted a reward for, you know, Wisconsin Family Action and for all the other pregnancy centers and organizations out there that have been attacked. Uh, $25,000, that would be close to $4 million. That's, that's a pretty, that's, you know, that, that says, okay, we're in earnest. Also, it would be nice to see a manhunt going on, an international manhunt, mm-hmm. because I think that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about an anarchist movement that is, that, that, that is, is specifically targeting Christian pro-life people. And why? 
It's not because they like abortion. It's because they, they like what abortion gives them. Abortion gives them absolute power. And absolute power is the ability to decide who lives and who dies. It's not the government's job to decide who qualifies as a person protected under the law and who does not. It's the government's job to protect all people equally, and that's the point. Mm-hmm. They're not protecting preborn boys and girls equally, and they're refusing to protect pro-life people who want to protect those pre-born, pre-born boys and girls. They're treating us like second-class citizens because of what we believe, specifically that all people are made in God's image and deserving of blessing and protection. Uh, Jim, how can our ad, our listeners advocate on your behalf? I mean, is it would it be beneficial for them to reach out to, like, the House Judiciary Committee? Is, is it helpful for them to reach out to others? How can listeners of Crosstalk advocate on behalf of, of uh, Compass Care Pregnancy Services? Yeah, uh, we, well, definitely call your congressman and call your senator and demand uh, that, that uh, equal justice is provided under the law for pro-life people. Make sure that, that, that they know that you're aware and that you're watching uh, how the, the government is, is upholding their oath to uphold the Constitution, to provide equal protection under the law, the 14th Amendment, to, provide, uh, make, to make sure that, that our First Amendment uh, rights of re- freedom of religion and, and freedom of speech are protected. Um, look, they're, they're in the process. The, the pro-abortion politicians in charge of the Democratic Party are in the process of not just deregulating abortion, because it's happening right now. They're in the process of attempting to find a way to criminalize public pro-life activity. And that includes uh, eliminating rights of conscience for physicians who refuse to refer or provide for abortions. That includes eliminating the rights of, of pregnancy centers, the free speech rights of pregnancy centers, to talk about uh, the, the, the risks and side effects of abortion to women. They're, they're, they're saying that we're misleading women, that we're, we're giving them falsehoods or untruths. But that's not the, the case. The case is abortion is a fraud that's being perpetrated all across this country on women who are in crisis. Uh, it's not about medical care. It's not about women's access to women's medical care. It's not about any of that. It's all about a political agenda to, uh, to undermine the current, uh, you know, I, quite frankly, the, the current governmental structure in, in America. And America is the last bastion of freedom. And if, and if America falls and America uh, it, it, the nation state system in the world will fall. It's just that important. Let, it just so happens that the flashpoint is abortion right now. Friends, let, let me give you a couple phone numbers. Uh, I'll give you a number for the House switchboard as well as the Senate switchboard to advocate on behalf of Compass Care and the many, many other pr- pregnancy care facilities and pro-life agencies that have been attacked. They're just seeking equal justice under the law. I mean, when it takes four days to find somebody who is starting a fire on top of a roof of Planned Parenthood and, and you know, tr- you know, very diligently tracking down that forensic evidence and now going eight months since the very first attack, seven months since the Compass Care attacks, and, and still nothing, no leads, no nothing, and, and, and working to keep surveillance, the video surveillance even from them. Folks, it's outrageous what's going on here. You can reach your U.S. House member at 202-225-3121. That's the House switchboard, 202-225-3121. Your Senate members, you have two of them, 202 224 3121. That takes you to the Senate switchboard, 202-224-3121. If you want their specific direct dial numbers, go to house.gov, senate.gov. You'll find them there. Uh, I am sure you're taking a great comfort knowing that uh, Congressman Jim Jordan now is the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, and uh, he is one that doesn't leave any stone unturned. But let me also uh, mention this, because last week, this matter came up before the House of Res- House of Representatives in House Concurrent Resolution Number Three. I've got a copy of that in my hands right now. And when you go through this, you're going to see center after center. You know, whereas on you know about the Dobbs decision being leaked, and whereas on May eighth this happened, and mentions the center in Madison, Wisconsin. It goes through and men- mentions center after center after center of which uh, uh, here it is. Whereas then on June seventh, uh, reports indicate that an abortion terrorist group, Jane's Revenge, firebombed the Compass Care Pro-Life Pregnancy Center in Amherst, New York, whereas, and it goes on to Philadelphia and to Redford Township in Jackson, Michigan, Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, on and on, Cortez, Colorado, page after page after page of whereas as all these centers are attacked. And then it says, resolved by the House of Representatives, 
that Congress condemns recent attacks of vandalism, violence, and destruction against pro-life facilities, groups, and churches, recognizes the sanctity of life and the important role pro-life facilities, groups, and churches play in supporting pregnant women, infants, and families, and calls upon the Biden administration to use all appropriate law enforcement authorities to uphold public safety and protect the rights of pro-life facilities, groups, and churches past the House of Representatives uh, January 11th, 2023. I'm going to have a comment on this, but to me, again, the outrage in all of this is that the vote on this matter was uh, 222 to 209 uh, with uh, the Republicans were joined. All the Republicans voted for this and joined by three Democrats, only three Democrats, 209 no votes came from the Democratic Party. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. And that, you know what? I just, it really, there's two things that could have happened here. The fact that they, that, that, that pro-abortion Democrats voted in block, like lockstep, mm-hmm. means that either they didn't read the bill or the, the, the concurrent resolution, or they don't want pro-life people protected because this bill wasn't about abortion. Make no mistake. You just, you know, read the bill. It was not about abortion. It was about protecting citizens that had already been born. That, that happen to have a particular belief who are being attacked for that belief. And 48% of United States representatives refused to vote in favor of the protection of pro-life citizens currently under attack and threat. I mean, that, that, that is uh, reprehensible to the extent that they, it seems to me that would disqualify them. Here is a, actually representing. Here's a statement that was made. I'm reading right from the congressional record from last week, Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Honorable Betty McCollum of Minnesota. HCON Res 3 is nothing but a political move by the extreme Republican House majority that's both disingenuous and puts actual health care clinics at risk. Let me be clear. I condemn violence in all its forms. However, this resolution only focuses on protecting pro-life pregnancy centers and faith-based women's health clinics, not medical facilities. Here's a fact. Attacks on abortion providers and clinics are on the rise, increasing 128% in just one year. The resolution before us falls short of fully condemning political violence, and I encourage my colleagues to stand together and condemn all violence so that everyone can have the freedom to access reproductive health care without fear. Your comment to her. I would say, where did you get your numbers? Uh, violence to to, pro, to to abortion clinics is up 128 percent. Was that what she said? I, I mean, yep. the, the, that's a false number. The reality is um, that those numbers have been padded, as I said in an earlier segment, with the FBI's and the DOJ's, um, you know, making false arrests on Face Act violations of peaceful pro-life people. Twenty-eight false arrests uh, on peaceful pro-life people all across this country, and they're using that as, and, and, and characterizing it as violence. Well, look, the violence that's being perpetrated here is, is, is from the Justice Department against peaceful pro-life people. And now the, the injustice continues with, a, with, with this false kind of mischaracterization of pro-life people. Again, this, the, the, the violence is coming from the left. And these pro-abortion politicians that are, that are making these claims uh, that, that, that it's coming, that, that, that pro-life people are violent, are, are part of the problem. And, uh, and there's, there should be no reason why they, shouldn't, they didn't vote for this bill. I mean, they mischaracterized it, again, as a, a, a pro-life kind of anti-abortion bill, but it wasn't. Standing for life in a pro-death culture, we have with us Pastor Jim Harden, President and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. We'll be right back. The rise of fentanyl overdose deaths is skyrocketing and has been the leading cause of death in adults ages 18 to 45. Street drugs have been laced with it, creating new lines of counterfeit pills. Fentanyl is 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. Sadly, many looking for their next high are experimenting with fentanyl and losing their life as a result. Addressing the issue from a biblical perspective is Mark Shaw founder of the Addiction Connection. In his 33-page booklet, Fentanyl, Mark examines many topics including pain management, what God says about drugs, why people are overdosing, and hope and answers from God's perspective. He addresses issues of the heart which lead many to addiction. 
The booklet Fentanyl is available for a donation of $6 or three copies for $15. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Pastor Jim Harden with us, the president, CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, now having to launch their own investigation. The FBI, no, just can't find anything here. Amherst Police, no, we can't find anything, but we're even going to keep your video surveillance so that you don't have access to it. Friends, it's outrageous what is going on here, and uh, they are seeking to get to the bottom of it, not only on their behalf, but for pro-life centers all across this nation really fighting for life here in this very pro-death culture. And we're seeing that outlined right before us here. Um, I understand there's a a contact website, uh, Jim, where our listeners can go to and and get more information on your centers and and what's at stake here. Yes. If people would like to learn more, they can go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Um, folks, it's amazing what's going on. And then when the House of Representatives had the opportunity to vote last week to condemn this violence, to think that the vote was 222 yes to condemn the violence, 209 no. (laughs) It's just amazing. Uh, There was another vote that happened last week uh, on uh, legislation. It was H.R. 26, the Born Alive Abortions Survivors Protection Act. I'm going to have you tell us about this, but here again, the vote was 220 in favor, 210 against this. Uh, tell us, what, what can you tell us about this legislation? Yeah, again, this particular piece of legislation was not about abortion. I know it, 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 so it, it's Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, okay? So what that means is in a botched abortion, when, when a baby is born in a late-term abortion and born alive, you know, uh, that, that the doctor is, is now compelled to take care of that child to, to, to protect the life of the child. So when a child is born, constitutionally, that child is, has, has immediate uh, protections under the law. And all this bill is saying is that, oh, look, we just, we just want to recognize that everybody, uh, you know, should know, including the physicians, these doctors, these abortionists who are doing these, these late-term abortions, that they need to protect these babies once, if, if, if in fact, they are born alive. And, uh, and again, the, these pro-abortion politicians voted in lockstep, didn't read the, 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 uh, the bill, um, and, and, you know, are not actually representing the people, certainly not representing uh, the youngest, most vulnerable uh, people in America, the, 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 the infants. Uh, this, is, this is slippery slope. Uh, so, you know, the bill is actually redundant. A physician has a duty to care. They take, they take an oath to care for the, for, for, to provide their, their medical uh, expertise to, to whoever's at the knee, right? Whoever, whoever they come across. And, uh, you know, this, this, this is a common sense measure. And for some reason, somehow, these pro-abortion politicians don't think that, that, that um, babies already born should be protected. They think they should die of exposure. That's the kind, it's 48% of our representatives in America. That's the kind of representatives America has right now. They, they don't want to, it's not about abortion anymore. It's about expanding the, the, the power of, of these, the, the government to decide who lives and who dies. Folks, again, a botched abortion is this, is when they intentionally try to kill the baby and the baby survives that killing. And, and so this is saying that that baby's got to be cared for. You've got to care for this baby. Not like Governor North and the former governor of Virginia who said, well, we leave that up to the doctor and the mother. They'll, you lay the baby down, they'll have a discussion, then they'll make a decision. Folks, this is a human life. It's human life even before this point, a human life from, from the moment of conception. But I'd like you to hear, folks, this is testimony that came from Jerry Nadler in the U.S. Congress last week as to why he was in opposition to caring for these babies who were attempted, you know, survived attempted murder. Here's what he had to say. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital where Depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care 
which may not be appropriate, which may be endanger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. It's amazing, Jim. He's saying, you know, this you may put the baby's life at harm by taking it to the hospital. They just tried to kill this baby. They just tried to murder this baby. Well, it's if it wasn't so ridiculous. I mean, this guy's these are these people are outside their mind. They're claiming that giving medical care to a baby born alive would endanger the health of the baby. How does that even make sense? Here's here's a baby that was that was intentionally uh, attempted to be killed. Right. I mean, that's the point. That's why the baby is in the position it's in right now. So somebody tried to kill the baby and was unsuccessful. And so now this guy's coming along saying, no, it's, it's bad for the baby's health if you try to take care of the baby's health. What, what, what kind of double speak is this? Is this? I mean, it's like straight out of 1984. He is the <laughs> ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee. He was the chair prior to the House turning over. He was the, the, guy, the leader. This, he, this guy needs to be laughed out of office. This guy needs to be, needs to be, he needs to be sanctioned. He needs to be, he needs to be, he needs to retire. And if he doesn't need to be, I mean, look, his, his statements, if, if, if he actually represents the people, what does that mean for the other people he represents? If he's willing to throw a baby under the bus, what's he going to do to you mm. when, it's, mm. when it's convenient? Because yeah. that's the slippery slope we're on right now. You know, for sake of time, I, I'd like to dwell here further, but there's another issue we've got to bring to the forefront of everybody as well, and that is what's going on with these chemical abortions. Mm-hmm. We've, we've got different aspects with uh, uh, pharmacies across the nation that are picking up on, on these, as well as the U.S. Postal Service being ordered by President Biden to uh, deliver, you know, the chemical abortions to take place, the chemical pill to take an uh, innocent baby's life. Uh, tell us what's going on with this whole matter of chemical abortions and, 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 and really pharmacies across this nation. I understand even CVS and Walgreens are jumping on board to make these available. They are, yes. Uh, it's important to note that uh, pharmacies, just like any medical uh, provider, are licensed by the state in which they practice. And so that means they have to abide by the restrictions in their state. If abortion is restricted, then they have to abide by those abortion restrictions. Um, that said... On Tuesday, January 3rd, the Biden administration's FDA was trying to get as much as they could possibly get done in terms of deregulating chemical abortion before the 118th Congress went in session. And so what they did was they made new rules permitting certified pharmacies to fill the chemical abortion drug prescriptions. And they're turning all the, chem- all the, all the you know, corn drug stores basically into abortionists. Um, chemical abortion represents 54% of all abortions right now. And that was before all the pharmacies could dispense it. Now all of them can dispense it. But chemical abortion represents serial malpractice. So we're going to see these abortion, these chem- dangerous chemical abortion drugs ramping up. We're going to see abortion numbers continue to go up in America because of this Biden administration's move. And I say chemical abortion represents serial malpractice. I really mean that. Abort- chemical abortion is 500% more dangerous than surgical. Oman is five times more likely to end up in the emergency room with sepsis, hemorrhaging, ruptured fallopian tube, or worse, uh, you know, then she is with a surgical abortion. Now, I'm not saying surgical abortion is good by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact of the matter is the, 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 the research wasn't done um, on safety and efficacy for the, the abortion pill. It violates the Nuremberg Code. Think about that. The third provision of the Nuremberg Code is being, is, has, has been violated by uh, this chemical abortion drug. It is, it's still listed, though, on the FDA's REMS list, Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategy List. Only 70 drugs were dangerous enough to make it on that list. And Mifeprex, the abortion pill, made it on that list. It's that dangerous. And yet uh, abortionists are, are given a pass uh, to promote it as safer than Tylenol. Look, th- these women are, are not being diagnosed for pregnancy before they get these dangerous drugs mailed to them. They're not, uh, it's not being confirmed that there's no ectopic pregnancy. Uh, there, there, there's no consideration for any other contraindications, like, for example, anemia, if a woman is, has a, ha- a health history of anemia. None of these things are being... Th- th- this is... This is a fraud. This is this is reducing women's health care. This is, you know, sacrificing the health or reproductive health of a woman on the altar of abortion and governmental political agenda. It is a shame and a sham, and it needs to be uh, called out uh, and, and reversed. This, this, this decision needs to be reversed. So we do have these major pharmacy chains that are jumping on board? Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, Wegmans, CVS, I'm sorry, Walgreens, CVS, um, they're they're all jumping on board, saying that uh, that they're already going through the process of of certifying their pharmacy pharmacists uh, to dispense these drugs. 
you know, there's, there's some serious concern because, of course, all drugs uh, have interaction issues with other drugs, and all these things are not being considered. Uh, th- this, is, this is a very dangerous woman. I think you're going to see a massive spike in uh, emergency room visits, and specifically uh, what I call miscarriage inflation. Miscarriage inflation. What I mean by that is women are going to be are being told to go to the emergency room if they have uh, complications uh, with the chemical abortion drug, and tell the the doctor when you get to the emergency room that you're having a miscarriage. And so what what we're going to see is just miscarriage inflation going uh, through the roof with these uh, emergency room visits. Friends, uh, if you would like to reach out, Family Research Council uh, has uh, published the phone numbers to reach out to CVS Pharmacy, which is 1-800-SHOP-CVS. That's 800-746-7287. And Walgreens, 1-800-WALGREENS, which is 1-800-925-4733. Major chains that are, uh, that uh, they're suggesting people call to tell them to stay out of the abortion business. Um, there is just one other aspect here, and we'll be opening phone lines here soon. Friends, if you'd like to get online here with your comments today, brief comments or questions, 800-733-9829 is our number, 800-733-9829. The, the media is is just cannot stomach the term pro-life. And uh, I've got a story here, just a case in point, as what came out here as well, as on MSNBC here just last week, as her Covering uh, the the story, uh, this is, I believe, Andrea Mitchell that is talking on here and uh, just could not stomach the fact that that a reporter on scene uh, used the, the the term pro-life. Garrett uh, was giving the report. Here's what happened on air. The fact that at the end of the day she was. Cannot let me restart that. Well, she told reporters after the fact that at the end of the day, she was, as she described herself, pro-life and that she felt that it was important uh, to vote for these measures despite their uh, potentially politically damaging or politically unappealing um, appearance, if you will, for uh, Garrett, future, let me just, future voters. Let me here. just interrupt and say that pro-life is a term that they may, that an entire group uh, wants to use, but that is uh, not an accurate description. I'm using it because that's the term she used to describe herself, I understand. Andrea. I understand. Uh, Jim, there's, she's saying pro-life is not an accurate description. I mean, what what is they're trying to preserve life? I, exactly. You know, she, here's a perfect example of uh, an abortion activist masquerading as a journalist. That is part of the problem that we're facing right now, is because there, there's this propaganda campaign, an active propaganda campaign. Um, to 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 mischaracterize pro-life people in in their own terms, they want to vilify us, demonize us, and marginalize us to the point where uh, you know pr- public pro-life activity uh, is is uh, you know made illegal. That's that, that's the direction that we're heading. That's what that's what that's what all this has been about for the last uh, seven or eight months. Jim Harden is our guest here today on Crosstalk, and our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. The website for our guest, compasscarecommunity.com, compasscarecommunity.com. We are right up against the break. When we come back from the 60-second break, we're going to go right to the phone lines and uh, take your your questions, your brief comments here today. Uh, Friends, it's unbelievable unbelievable that it's it's been more than eight months since the first attacks upon pro-life centers across this land and still not one has been brought to justice and even a cover-up well let me say a slow walking that is of video footage no we're not going to release it back to you you just might find out who it is and we don't want that to happen that's my editorial review back in a minute here on crosstalk For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. On January 10th, 2023, the White House website and the website of the Canadian government and Justin Trudeau announced that indeed the three leaders from Canada, America, and Mexico met. And what are they discussing? Well, according to their own January 10th, 2023 press release, They're merging America, Mexico, and Canada, the North American Union. In fact, it was called a North American Declaration. I was interviewing Phyllis Schlafly about this 20-plus years ago. Many of us were talking about it. We were called, well, conspiracy theorists. 
Well, here it is. And the Republicans under George W. Bush were working on this, and now so is the Biden administration. Will this fit with Bible prophecy, the world divided into 10 regions with 10 kings who give their power to the beast? Stay tuned. program is called Crosstalk. Our guest today, Jim Harden, who is uh, president, CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York, compasscarecommunity.com. The website, let's go right to the phone lines. In Monroe, Wisconsin, we have, um, let's see, Mark, go ahead, you're on the air. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, Jerry Nadler is uh, nothing more than a diabolical, deranged individual. Uh, he has a uh, a long uh, um, uh, history of taking that approach in just about everything, including the uh, uh, Kavanaugh um, hearing mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, my, my point is, is we the people need to uh, take a stand, uh, and, you know, come up to the plate and uh, resist the evil that these people present and uh, take our uh, country back so that... Uh, Ultimately, um, you know, we have some sort of uh, nation left after all is said and done. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the comment here. And uh, when we think of uh, Jerry Nadler, I mean, it's just outrageous to think here we are attempting to kill this baby. The child survives the the murder attempt, and he's concerned that, that we have to take that child to the hospital because it may not be in the best you know, that it may cause a child to die or something may happen to the child. It's not good. It may not be good medically for that child. <laughs> uh, my. Uh, Charlie in Lodi, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yes, quickly. I think the Democrats seem to be more socialist, communist, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter. I think the last Democrat was probably Kennedy. Working for the government myself for 32 years, I understand that they have rules that sound really nice. But rules are made to control people. For instance, they will lay them down for people that they like. They get a pass. And if they don't like you, then the rules apply. Yeah. Thank you for the Charlie. And I guess what you're seeing is two different set of rules, uh, Jim, as it relates to even investigating the the extremism that's taken place. Uh, yes. And I, you know, I, I think about anarchy. <clears throat> um, they used to call communism anarchy. But what it is, is it, it's, it's, a, it's a rejection of the current law or legal system, the current governmental system, um, so that uh, the, the people that are promoting the, the anarchist revolution can ultimately have control. It's rule of man, not rule of law. See, mm-hmm. we, 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 they want us to, 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 to bow to them, to, to, a, to a set of men, instead of to an idea or to a concept or to, to the, you know, the, the fact that we're made in God's image and deserving of blessing and protection. That should be the foundation. That's the only foundation for blind justice, actually, is human dignity. We've got Leroy calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Leroy, you're on the air. Hey, Jim. Yeah, you stole some of my thunder. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Jerry Nadler, that may or may not be in the best interest of the child statement. Uh, where did he find this objectivity? Look, I don't have a proof in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he was uh, ready to enforce medical mandates. But now all of a sudden he he can find it within himself to be objective when it comes to saving the life of the child, whether it happens at the abortion clinic and they get the proper care or the hospital. He doesn't care that the child gets care. He's been an advocate for the taking of innocent human life. Thank you, Leroy, for the comments. And and it really is a double standard here, Jim, that, that he's perpetrating, and, and, and it should be frightening. I mean, he has served in Congress a number of years, and uh, uh, with the, um, uh, what is he's New York 10th Congressional District there. Yeah, and you know, the abortion industry <clears throat> does one thing. They end the life of children. That's that they do. And so, you know, they... To, to expect that they, they can all of a sudden uh, start saving lives, saving children's lives. Maybe they, maybe they don't know how. Maybe they can't. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's look, the, the Hippocratic Oath, the oath that doctors would take before they actually started practicing medicine independently, even up until 1973, before Roe versus Wade, they would use this statement in this Hippocratic Oath. And it goes like this. I will not give a woman an abortive remedy, which is a, an old way of saying, uh, you know, abortion is not medical care. 
Mm-hmm. Abortion has never been considered medical care. Abortion is the original quackery. Why? Because it, it violates the purpose of medicine. The purpose of medicine is to heal and to maintain the health of the patient, to give a, a patient his or her life back, not to you, use the technology of medicine to kill human beings. Human beings ought to be protected and blessed in all stages and phases. And uh, a child in the womb is fully and completely human, made in God's image. Amen. Let's go to Al in West Virginia. Al, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to remind you that you have the right to pull together your own grand jury to charge and so forth. And that timeline, which is what what might you, what you might want to do, and if you don't want to do that, as long as you put charges against whatever you whoever it is you want to put charges against, which would be the police department, the FBI, whatever, as long as you keep that up to date. That time limit does not run out as long as you keep reviving it all the time. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Ah, but That's great. Okay. And uh, right now, I mean, you're, 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 you don't know who to bring action against. You don't know who do. That's why you're launching your investigation. Who did this to the center? Though the, the, uh, you do have a lawsuit going against the Amherst Police Department as we speak. Yes, we have a lawsuit against the Amherst Police Department. Uh, we are looking into uh, lawsuits against other government bad actors, um, including uh, members of uh, of the FBI, as well as uh, members of, of Congress and the Senate. We're going to get one last call in. This is Greg from West Union, Ohio. Greg, you're on the air. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Our nation right now is being run by all reprobates, or at least most of them are reprobates, who have no conscience, no remorse for anything they do. And I believe the Democrats' plan is to, for Joe to resign and Chameleon Harris to be president for the next 10 years. I hope that's not working out for him, but I think that's what they have planned. Okay, and we're going to stay back here on the main topic here for today. Thank you. Um, Jim, we've got about 30 seconds left. What would you like to leave with the listeners today? Uh, I would basically like to say, Keep talking about why it's important to protect all life equally. Keep talking. The more we talk about the equal value of all human life because we're made in the image of God, the more pro-life the nation gets. And these representatives and these medical providers, these abortionists, they they lag behind culture. They don't lead. So we need to lead. We need to stand up and continue to educate our friends, our family, our coworkers, uh, demand from our representatives that they protect all life equally because we're made in God's image. And, uh, and we'll, we'll start to see some changes. Pastor Jim Harden, President, CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, or website compasscarecommunity.com. Uh, Pastor Jim, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. And friends, uh, again, we encourage you to stay, stay strong, take a stand for life, yes, even in this pro-death culture. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Crosstalk. May the Lord richly bless you. Been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.